What's up, guys? I just did a recording with my brother Ryan and my sister-in-law Allie, and they just made that decision, a big decision. To uh, Ryan um, got out of his career of ten years. Allie was a dental hygienist, and she's no longer doing that. And they're both working on her multi-level marketing business, Monate. Um, they've set themselves up financially to be able to do that. They moved to right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So we just kind of go over uh, their journey, steps that they made, things that they've done to set themselves up to be in this position. And uh, hopefully it inspires somebody to make a change and do something so that you can start to enjoy your life if you don't. Uh, remember always to subscribe um, so you don't miss any more episodes. And then if you could leave me reviews, um, that really helps so I can get more listeners and then share with anybody that would be interested. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. You want to hear something cool? Yeah. So we got you that uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, you team. did? Yeah. Yeah. And instead of having Jen walk it down the street to you, she mailed it to you. Probably paid for her to ship it out here to us. <laughs> and Jen didn't register. Oh, Jen didn't know it was for me, huh? No. <laughs> so we actually paid for the shipping to have her ship it to us. And then you're gonna ship it back to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's yeah, great. I'll probably, now I can just bring it to Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hang on, I can listen to this now. Let me see. So there's an echo should, so far. Maybe I should put my Elevate sweatshirt on since we're gonna be talking about that. Yeah, let me do that. I'm for my king of Corona hat. Ooh. Yeah. How do your kids like it out there? Uh, they're liking it a lot. It's been good. So I wonder if you might have to mute. I know. I'm trying to figure out. All right. So whatever you did, Ali, it worked. Okay. So just do what you did before. I'll invite you again right now. Okay. Did you need to change your outfit at all? Oh, no. Wait, what? Did you need to change your outfit at all? Ryan's changing his. Should I have an elevate thing on? It's up to you. Maybe. Because I'm going to post. I'll probably take this like recording, this Zoom, and like post it so people can watch like this too if they want. Okay. But it's this will probably be more for you because you have more followers. So right. if, you, if you want people to watch it, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, you're going to be talking about it, so it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm good. I'll just wear my Dixie shirt. All right, cool. All right, I'm inviting you again. Okay. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. Mm. 
I'm trying to eat my breakfast really fast. <laughs> yeah, I got my, I'm still drinking your guys's cold brew coffee that you left in my fridge. Oh, it's really? good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Yeah, we did that, uh, uh, what's it called? D- Dairy Crest? Uh, Royal Crest. Royal Crest, where they deliver the milk to your door. <laughs> yeah. And they had the option to do a cold brew also, so they just dropped the cold brew off with the milk every Wednesday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's a dairy farm out of Longmont, Royal Crest. Really, really, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. cool, but it's more expensive than just getting regular milk. So, eh. what could you do? Turn this all the way off. All right. So then, the only thing is, then will the Zoom have audio or no? Will it just have my audio? What do you mean? Because I'm just wondering, like, if this Zoom recording, if I post it, if you guys mute yours, is it only going to be picking me up? You'll have your audio on Anchor, but not on the Zoom? Uh, no, because we're not muting ourselves, like our, our voices. You're just muting me. We're just trying to turn down the volume of what we hear on the Zoom. Yeah, which... Yeah, I think it's good. There's no echo or anything, so... I think we're good I yeah we have a little echo on our end but not too bad it's because you're on the zoom you don't want to like not hear uh, it like i don't think they let you just okay well this is what we i guess this is what we had before right yeah this is <clears> fine <throat> all right it's good as long as it's good on your end like i think it should be fine like we hear a little echo but it's not that bad yeah i don't think it's i think it's good on my end so cool well Thanks for coming on the King of Corona podcast, guys. We're so excited to be here. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sitting and recording from your basement. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a nice basement. Yeah. So that for room, the, that room feels so dark, huh? Yeah, it does feel pretty dark. What's well, just this back? Like it almost needs like a couple just lights right up here. Yeah, if you just, that would be good. If, if you plugged a couple lights just on top of these shelves, it'd probably be pretty good. It's a cool room, though. I know. That's pretty nice for an office. I miss that room. Yeah. (laughs) So just so the listeners know, so Ryan and Allie, they decided, when did you guys decide? It was like, what, like three months ago or two, four months ago? Like two months Uh, ago? (laughs) It was pretty quick. I think it was like end of March. Yeah. So, I mean, we started the process. We decided to refinance our house there in Colorado um, and take cash out so that we could be ready to purchase another property. Yeah. So we did that back in November of last year because the rates were low and it just was like a good time to do it. And then we were looking at like different places on where we possibly want to get like another home. And we were thinking just like a vacation home or something that we could make a rental. Yeah. And then, and then we decided to look at places that we'd actually want to maybe live. But yeah, it wasn't until March or, March or April. April when we really started looking here and thinking about thinking. changing everything like crazy. Yeah. yeah. But we, I mean, <laughs> we'd been thinking about it for a couple of years. Like, you know, we kind of wanted a change, but didn't know how to make it happen. And then I think finally in March and April, we're like, we just need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys got that? Because you had the RV 
you had that for that for last year, which was pretty fun. But then you guys always talked about buying like a house in Hawaii or it seems like you've had it like on your minds to do Mm -hmm. something like crazy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we just like having properties has been like one of the best things that we did. So we wanted to get something else. And again, we wanted to have it in a place that we enjoy going. So we really like Nashville a lot to visit. So we started looking out here, but yeah, before that we were looking in Hawaii and maybe getting something close to a beach, but didn't really make sense if we were going to live there because cost of living would be ridiculous. I would be leaving my job. So our income would obviously be going down quite a bit. So looking for something that would be more affordable, like in an area that's not as expensive is kind of what you're looking for. And then something close to a big city or someplace that we'd be able to go to and have fun yeah that's cool you guys like it out there so far yeah Yeah, it's been really nice we've really liked it yeah we've we've ran into some we've had some challenges along the way yeah (laughs) your car accident (laughs) yeah that was super fun a week after we get here yeah Yeah. her her car got totaled so it's Mm -hmm. totaled out now so i knew there's no way they were gonna fix that that was so bad it was so bad. I know the whole wheel was just bent under the car. You posted. So, did you post pictures of that at, at all or no? I think I did. Yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah, I did. What's your Instagram? <sighs> um, it's that little blondie with two that, e's. At that little blondie, two yeah. e's at the end of blondie, right? Yeah, yeah. like D E. Okay, and you have pictures of that on there. Yeah. All right, cool. So if you guys want to go look, it's pretty bad. She got, what'd you get hit by? Like a trailer came off and smashed into you or something? Yeah, a trailer jackknifed into the front of my car that had a cement paver on it. And the cement paver flew across the road, I think, in front of me. Yeah. (laughs) It all happened so fast. That's so crazy. This thing, what did they say? How much it weighs? I don't remember, like 20,000 pounds? 20,000 seems like a lot, but that's what they said. Yeah. 20,000 pound, like 20,000 pounds, like Metal farming machinery. equipment that was on this trailer. And when I got to the accident, mm. um, the paving equipment was all the way across the street. So he was on like the, the <laughs> so if you're going and he's on the opposite side of the road, the paver flew all the way across Allie's side of the road and was in like the parking lot of a business across <laughs> the street. Wow. It was wild. <laughs> That's crazy. And we think it all happened because he got a flat tire. Yeah, he had. That's what caused the whole accident. His back left tire was flat after the accident. So probably what happened is the tire blew from the weight or something. And then it caused the um, trailer trailer to fishtail and then jackknife and throw the equipment off. So (laughs) I think. Pretty cool. He was probably pretty terrified <laughs> when all this was going on. Yeah. I know. Now seems... I'm like petrified of any trailers I pass by. I'm like, oh God, I'm going to get all the way over. Seriously. Side. That was That's scary. crazy. Well, I think I uh, Anchor, for whatever reason, just kicked us out. Oh no. Mine's still going. Is it? It says recording. Oh, not anymore. No, it doesn't. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, freaking annoying. Well, I think it's because I need to set mine up because I'm doing it from my phone. 
Mm-hmm. So if I get if I get like a phone call, it'll dis it'll like interrupt my anchor. So I need to go put it on like do not disturb. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So I try to re-invite you. Okay, I'm back on it. Um, where do you go um, just to put it on like do not disturb? Like, dis- oh, there we go. There we go. Can't people still get through <laughs> though? What? Allow oh, calls wow. from no one. It's so weird because every time I put it on this, I feel like I have this one guy that works for me that like cannot accept the fact that I'm not available. So he'll call me like 9,000 times and then my phone thinks it's an emergency. So it lets people through and it still hangs up. So every time I do a podcast, this guy ruins every single podcast I do. And oh. I have no idea how to like stop this from happening. That's, that's so, pretty anyway, so I have the first part. I think it cut out like you were just talking about the car accident. Mm-hmm. And basically, like the cement truck, and it was a very quick and smashed you and almost yeah. killed you. <laughs> basically, basically. Yeah, it could cement, have been a lot worse. The cement paver flew across the road, missed me, but the trailer jackknifed me. So that's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's kind of crazy because when you when you told me that, it's like mm-hmm. what I was thinking about is like in life because we'll get back to like the whole story, but like that butterfly effect thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you make these decisions and then like you end up in Nashville and then you get in this horrible accident. And then it's like, cause I know Ryan listens to that mindset mentor a lot Yeah, talks about your mindset, but like in that, like in that situation, you could think about it. Like this never would have happened if we had moved yeah. to Nashville and like, I should have never done this. And like, right. you could, it's really easy to flip things and start to play like this victim mentality Yeah, when because everything you do in life, like if you stayed here and you didn't go to Nashville, everything in your whole life, like yeah. my life, your life, like all the neighbors here, all the neighbors in Nashville, like how many things get affected by like your decision? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But then you have to look at it like, like positive. Cause if you just focus on the negative, what's that going to do for you? you yeah. Know? yeah. So what else happened though? So you moved there, like you got in the accident. What was the other like things where you were like, what the F have we done? So we had that big storm that <laughs> happened. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think so. We had like this big, like tornado type storm that came through one night and knocked our power out. Oh yeah. It was out for probably like 12 hours or so. Uh-huh. Um, and we woke up the next morning and one of our huge trees in the backyard fell over into the yard. So we got a big tree, dead tree just sitting in our yard right now that we have to figure out how to clear out. (laughs) Pretty cool. That was fun. Sort of like add it to my list. Yeah. Another thing, our sewage started building up into our shower and our tubs. Oh, nice. A couple days after we moved in. Yeah, that was in the first week. And we have Plus, had insulation stuffed in our pipes from the builder. <laughs> the builders so, like flushed insulation down like the shower drain, bathtub, mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was clogging up the entire. Because we have like a septic tank out here because we don't have oh, yeah. city sewage. Mm-hmm. Um, so something got clogged. They had there's like a backflow thing that overflows if so it doesn't come back into your house. Yeah, but it was like sealed off. So we had to go back and like look to see if it was like overflowing. So her dad was here and he opened up this like backflow mm, valve thing terrible. and it just started like 
waterfall shooting out of the top of this thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like <laughs> sewage and stuff like all over like the backyard. Mm -hmm. Dang. And then we had to like, cool. we had to like run a hose down to like, cause we, he talked to his friend that's a plumber. And he said, if you run a hose down and like point it toward the septic tank, then you can probably flush out whatever's clogging it up. Mm -hmm. so then he did that and then we got it unclogged and then we haven't had any problems since then so that's good so yeah and then you got there and you couldn't move in the night you got there also yeah the power wasn't on yeah they that's right. wouldn't turn the power on yeah and then, had, so. then Allie didn't tell me but our driveway is like super super <laughs> slanted so we have this big really truck slanted. and we had our rv and stuff and it's like there's nowhere to park it because <laughs> driveway goes up to a two-lane road yeah so like either you park it on the super steep driveway or you have to you can't even park it on the road or yeah yeah hit it when they drive by so that was a <laughs> challenge so lots of obstacles that made us wonder if we made the wrong choice <laughs> yeah that's the crazy thing right is it's like yeah. that's what i keep thinking about life like is there wrong is there wrong and right choices or is it just you make a choice and that's your choice yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, you got to just live with it because you can't go back and change the choice. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like there probably are good choices, better choices and worse choices, but you can't well, change them once you made them. So it's kind of nice, too, because like because what I was talking about originally was like, I'm in your basement, just explaining to listeners, like, why am I in your basement right now? And so <laughs> it kind of worked out perfectly for you, but then for me and like the whole thing just kind of like happened. But since I was like looking for a house to rent yeah and you guys were looking to change things like i was able to rent your house and well, so that was like when we really started talking about it seriously was when we had that yeah. conversation with you at our house we were out by the fire pit and we were talking yeah. about how you were looking so for i know i knew that was coming <laughs> we were looking for a house or uh we were, we were talking to you about doing something like this and then you said that you were looking for the house and that think kind of just joking you're like i'll just rent your house and then we were like yeah maybe yeah. This well, that, happen. that might be good and we were going back and forth on should we just like live in our rv by my parents house they have a campground nearby or should we think about getting a house and moving to nashville we were kind of running all different kinds of scenarios to get us in a, a different situation that we'd be happy in yeah so like, the main things i want to talk about because i know i talk to you guys a lot like in your hot tub and stuff about life and we always get real deep about a bunch of different stuff but so i was talking to a friend i was golfing this last or this week and this guy's a farmer's insurance agent and he was he's the one you met Corey nikai uh-huh and so he doesn't like his career he hates it and like he's been doing it forever and just doesn't see like mm -hmm. a happy ending you know yeah. And so he was talking to me and he's just like, it's really cool. I feel like COVID has pushed people to do things that like they wouldn't do. Yeah. And like, he's like, I'm sick of being this person that's just talking about like, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. And he was talking about you and he's like, it's really cool. Your brother is like doing it. Like he's actually doing it. And so he just put in his notice. He's quitting his, he's done also giving up like probably about as much as you were making, even maybe more. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, but it's cool for people people to see that I feel like this generation or just like people in the workforce right now are seeing life or life instead of let's just work to get these pensions and this like 
give our whole life, all of our health, all of our best years for what? <laughs> like yeah. for just to be like content when we're older, but then what if we're sick? And then all we did was make all this money just to pay for our medical crap. Yeah. So. Well, there's so many things that happen in your life too, that put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Like we had uh, like, obviously our stepbrother, Paul, that got diagnosed with cancer and, you know, he was young in his thirties and um, ended up passing away. And I mean, he'd been working his whole life and you don't really know when that's going to happen. And we had a friend in our ward that got cancer also, and he ended up passing away in his thirties. And just like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And like, even like the car accident, like Allie could have like died in that car accident, yep. like yep. that equipment had hit her. And then it's like, that's yep. it. And then it's like, was the last year of our lives or two years of our lives, something that we enjoyed right. and that we were happy with, or was it something that we were just like enduring so we could get to a point where we're happy yeah. So I think yeah. a lot of a lot of the stuff that led up to our change was really focusing like inward and like what really made us happy and what we actually wanted out of life because it's like the only time that I was excited and happy was like when I was on vacation. And it was because I wasn't like stressing about everything that I had to do at work. And again, I don't think I had that bad of a job compared to a lot of people. I actually had a really good job and there were a lot of aspects that I liked about it, but I stress about stuff all the time like I can't turn my mind off yeah about every single client every single recommendation every single thing that maybe I could have done different or um if the markets are down or up or anything like that like I was just always thinking about it and so even on vacation it was like it comes to like the last two days of vacation and then that turns back on and you're like oh now I got to go back and answer you know hundreds of emails and voicemails and everything along those lines so it was like you escape for a little bit, you're enjoying life. And then it's like reality sets back in and you're like, Oh, now I got to do this again until my next vacation. Reality hits you hard, bro. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I was like, how can I get that same feeling like every day without, you know, just being on vacation. And I mean, the main thing was just like my job and there's so many ways to make money nowadays. It's like, you don't need like a nine to five job. You don't need to work for a corporation or like a lot of people just do it because that's what's always been done. And that's, what's comfortable. What's comfortable. Yeah. But I mean, when you're lit, when you're living or when you're retiring, like the main thing is you just want to make sure that your income exceeds your expenses. Yep. So you can do that in tons of different ways. You can make a lot more because you want to keep up with your spending habits or you can cut your expenses and find other ways to make income. And that's kind of the route that we decided to go. It's like, we could stay in this rat race forever. Yeah. Chasing that carrot. We listened to a podcast about chasing that carrot your whole life. Yeah. It's always like right there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, come on carrot. Like the income potential with my old job was great. And I was doing exactly what I needed to do to progress my career and make a lot of money. But it's like the more money we made, the more money we spent. Well, you didn't even seem like honestly like the amount of stress you were under it seemed like it was like making you unhealthy like your health was taking a toll because of your career yeah yeah that's when I realized we have to change something because health and life is more important than money yeah earning whatever so I'm like 
that's when I became cool with let's figure it out. Let's make a change because I want you to be happy and I want you to feel good. And well, yeah, the hard, the hard part too, that people don't realize, like, cause I think people look at like income and it's like, you, what were you making? You were making that much money Yeah. and you're going to walk away from that. But they don't see that. Like usually a higher income comes with a higher stress level. And so, and also like you, you get this income and it just kind of happens over time. And then you create a lifestyle around your income. And so I just did that podcast called golf and it was the same thing. It's like, I was talking about, if you start your golf swing and you start going to inside, then you're going to come around over the top and you're going to have a slice. And yeah. it's like, if you don't right at the beginning, if you don't like course correct and do something to like make it what you want, then the further you get into something, the more like problems you build around the original problem. And so with like, like, I don't think people realize if they've never had a job like yours and like with mine, with farmers insurance, like dealing with angry people all the time that are like, everything's your fault. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's not your fault. It's wearing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Phone call. Did it stay? Yeah, yeah we're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people just calling and cussing you out for nothing that you can even control. It's like that, that kind of stuff just takes its toll on you mm-hmm. to the point where it's just like, I just want to be treated like a person instead of just like this mm-hmm. person that gets walked all over. Exactly. Like you, mm-hmm. There's just certain places, like certain industries that seem like they just get walked all over. Like people just expect the world from you and then like they won't give you the same uh, respect in return. There's a lot of good people, a lot of really good clients that I have, but there's those few ones that just like ruin it. They ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> they make it really hard. So. Same with dental uh, hygiene. I was a dental hygienist before. And yeah. Talk mean, about that. <laughs> there are some mean people. I mean, I would have people not want to have their teeth cleaned by me because I looked young. And they would verbally tell me that, that yeah, they yeah. refused me because of the way I looked. And, you know, people are just mean. And I'm like, I'm doing a service for you, cleaning your teeth. And you want to treat me like crap? <laughs> I know. It's I'm about so to be crazy. poking your gums with a sharp object. <laughs> like maybe you should be nice to me. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's I like I really want to clean your dirty teeth, but I will. Like, but if you're not nice to me, I'll do a crappy job. So <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so I kind of want to like start from the start. Like that's what I was gonna say. Because yeah. I wanted to backtrack to like. Because Allie's had like a crazy transformation, just like in her overall everything. And so, and it all started with you just taking like a risk and doing something different. And like, you've it's, it's come with a lot of haters and a lot of people like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing your weird, stupid videos and like this and that. And, but yeah, yeah, I want to start back like wherever you guys want to start, but I think it's good to start probably at the beginning. So I say we start in our thousand square foot basement apartment in Logan, oh, wow. Utah. All the way back there. <laughs> well, okay. I think people see like successful mm-hmm. people or people that they like want to be like, but they don't really understand like where they came from. So like now we're in like a really good place. Mm-hmm. But when we first started, like we were probably worse off than most people that get married. Yeah, I got we got married I was 19. Yeah. You were 23. I was 23, but so went on a mission for the LDS church and you know that was two years so really like if you take those two years out like you're 21 like in terms of like yeah. experience in the world yeah we yeah. had no idea 
what career we were going to go into. It's so crazy. At that point, I was special education. I had no idea what I wanted. I know. I was like professionally watching Netflix. (laughs) Seriously, like that's basically all you did. Yeah. Like I didn't have any goals or anything. Like I remember talking to her dad um, about like what I wanted to do, and like I had no idea, and I felt like a complete idiot, like even asking to marry her. I was like. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense, but yeah, so we, we got married. We were both in college. We were basically like tutors at like a middle school to make enough money to pay our bills. And we lived in a tiny little basement apartment with biggest pile of crap thing you've ever seen in your life. Like, yeah, you can't even explain how bad it was. Like the ceilings were like eight foot. It's like, it was like a house for Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Like dad walked in there and like, couldn't even walk into our basement apartment because it's so short. Yeah, I remember playing like the Wii and you'd try to hit like a ball and you'd smash your hand on the ceiling. And then there was like spiders <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it was really not but a good it, spot. It was right on campus though. Yeah. So that but was I, that was nice. I mean, it was kind of cool to start that that way being married because we started with crap. Everything yeah. was better from Everything there. got better from there. Like nothing could be worse. So yeah, That's true. we're very appreciative of everything else we had. Yeah, so we'll we'll skip over like the next few years because that's when we started like figuring out what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And like I worked for like a small startup company out in Utah, and it was one of those jobs that's like super fun to go to, but like really terrible in terms of, like you didn't even know when you were going to get paid or if you were going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. Well. And then, I think that's that's like important too though because you and I are a lot like a lot of people graduating college with no idea what the freak they want to do like they get a degree and then they're like I guess I'll just go work for like whatever yeah and then like I landed at farmers insurance you landed at the startup thing and like you just kind of like make the most of whatever situation you're in and then just look for opportunities as you're working in your current situation yeah so like you said, like every decision leads to something else. So it's like, I first started at like this tele, like pretty much telemarketing sales company, like in Utah. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I met my friend, Joey Orton. And he was like my trainer at that place. And I was only there for like four or five months or so. Um, but it was like terrible. <laughs> so then he actually found out about this other uh, startup and then he went over there and then told me that I should come um, so I went over there with him and then like I said being at a startup company made me realize like the things I liked about the startup like the atmosphere things like that but like the pay stuff and the stress like at that point in my life like I wasn't trying to trying, build I had I mean we were gonna have a baby like we just started a family like it was more important to have like a steady what were you doing Allie I were you going to school no, I was a dental assistant at that point, making like $8 an hour. <laughs> oh, and nice. like, we were about to have a baby. So we were going to have to pay for that's, child care. That's crazy <laughs> and, too. Like, yeah. I was having to drive like an hour one way to get to get to this eight hour, $8 an hour job. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't coming out ahead very much. <laughs> well, that's living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But part of it also that people don't realize is like the culture that we came from, like, probably i don't i don't know like it's working out for a lot of people like it's working out for you guys but to be 20 you probably what 20 
when Sadie was born, how old were you? Uh, I was about to be 22. 22. So you got a baby. Yeah. And Ryan's 26, right? Yeah. 26. So yeah, now your life is more like, I mean, like your guys's dreams and stuff. Like they have a million songs about this. Like I had a baby and now my life's over and then the baby becomes your life type thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, it does start to like your priorities and stuff shift. And now it's like, I got to take care of my family versus Mm -hmm. like, I'm really going to try to figure out what I love. Yeah. And like you do, it's a huge sacrifice from everybody's because you're basically giving up like, what whatever you could have been like in the world professionally yeah, yeah. or something that you just kind of like happened into I guess yeah whatever yeah. falls into your lap you take it because you need the money so you don't really like wait around to find like the perfect fit for you yeah when American Idol didn't work yeah. out we were like we better <laughs> we better just have some kids and better do this telemarketing thing get into that type of life mm-hmm so yeah so that made me realize like i wanted something more stable so what's more stable than working for like a fortune 500 corporation (laughs) so i actually like had talked to dad and dad knew somebody that worked for chase and he uh, got me in contact with them and i was able to set up an interview um to become a banker with chase so we ended up and you were a banker like you were a banker with chase yeah so I was laid off at that uh, startup company in Utah. Yeah. And we our, were pretty... baby, our baby was a few months old at this point. So that was terrible. So you're thing. stressed out of your mind. But that yeah. was one of those things too, where like, I was looking to leave that company anyway. Like I pretty much put myself in the position to be laid off because I like asked them for a raise and like, I didn't feel like I was getting paid what I was worth. And um, so basically I put myself in the perfect situation to be the one that they would lay off because the company was struggling. So basically I was like going to leave anyway, but it's one of those things where when you're forced to do it, it's almost better because then you don't have the choice to just sit there and drag. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, well now we're in the situation. Like, what are we going to do? And that's when I started looking into chase. Um, I was like, don't worry. I'm a dental assistant <laughs> and I'm cashing big old fatty checks. Well, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember I went to the, like the gas station with one of my friends that I worked with at that company. And we were struggling so bad. Like I put like $20 of gas into like our car and he would, he was asking me, he's like, why don't you just fill it up? And I was just like embarrassed. I was like, I don't have the money to fill it up. That's sad. Yeah. That's so sad. We had a kid. Yeah. So it was like pretty bleak. And I remember talking with dad at that time too. And just being like, I have no clue what I want to do. I just feel like I went through college and like never really like figured out what I wanted to do for my career. Like I just felt like really lost. And that's when we started talking about like that chase option. So then I, we moved to Texas because we wanted to be close to her parents so that they could help with our new kid. So we wouldn't have to pay for daycare. <laughs> and then um, she found a job out there, which was good. She had one lined up as yeah. an assistant. As an assistant. My whole plan though, was to get into dental hygiene school in San Antonio. Yeah. So that my parents could watch our daughter, our daughter, and I could go to school. And I mean, dental hygienists make quite a bit more than assistants. So that was my yeah. game plan. Yeah. Cause that's, cause you, that was a big reason you went there, right? Because then you could do yeah. the dental hygiene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was the yeah. primary reason that we went there. Uh, so and we you were able, 
and you got a house like when you moved there you got a, you bought a house like no so we we lived with her parents for a couple months until I was able to get a job so I interviewed with Chase like pretty quickly after we got out there and got offered the position but they didn't have my start date for like a month after I got it so then it's like we were living in her parents house Allie was working we had a new kid and I was basically just like sitting at home at her parents' house, like yeah. feeling like a complete was waste of space, <laughs> but it's like, I already had a job lined up. So I didn't have to like go out and like interview and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty, we lived there for like two months and then we got an apartment in Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we signed a year lease um, at an apartment out there before we bought our house. So yeah, that's where I started with Chase and Allie was doing her assisting before she could get into dental hygiene school. And she was doing like her prerequisite classes to get into hygiene school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got in, it's really hard sometimes to get into dental hygiene school because they only take a certain amount of people each year. And there's uh, like tons of people that apply. So we didn't know how long it would take, but I got in on the first try. Thank goodness. So our life's kind of right here started to take a turn for the better. You yeah. had a good job. I was going to have a good job. So, and we had a house, yeah. so like, we are making steps in the right that's direction. That's nice. But that's uh-huh. the thing too, is like, because uh, if you take a step back <laughs> to Utah State and like you're a dental assistant and you're working like for the startup company mm-hmm. and like, if sometimes you don't take enough time to figure out the next step, you get stuck. And that's like, you guys could have easily gotten stuck like in Utah mm-hmm. in these dead jobs and like. Yeah. That's why I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Like they stop looking to advance in life and they just let themselves accept their situation and just work. This is so funny. We're having this because I did. It's probably because I knew I was going to talk to you guys, but then I was playing golf and like all the things I was going to talk to you about were like golf is this, <laughs> golf you know, yeah. yeah. I was just talking about how like people in life, like you'll, if you get something wrong with you, like if you get something like on your leg, like a growth and instead of going to the doctor and just getting it removed and taken care of and you can live your life normal, a lot of people like think about just like overweight people, they'll just cater their life to like being overweight instead of to do steps to get like thinner to actually be able to like enjoy life. In some cases, like people can't do anything about it, but it's mm-hmm. like one step at a time like one little small step looking for like the next opportunity is like how you're going to better yourself and yeah. a lot of people just look for excuses as to like well because of this and because of this like this is why I can't have the same opportunities as like you guys yeah. and I mean you're fortunate enough to be able to have parents that could help you with like when you move to San Antonio to help with Sadie and help with like a lot of things yeah. but you guys had to uproot and go like to a different state and really make some big moves in order to better your situation. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like stay forever, like in their hometown where they grew up and they, people are just afraid to leave like comfort zones. Yeah. So it's like just little things like that. Like we've packed up and moved our lives like multiple times. And it's like, when we say it to people, people that have like never changed or like lived in the same area, they're like, why would you do that? Like everything like you have is comfortable is right here. And we're like, I think we kind of got to the point where we're more comfortable being uncomfortable. I know. I think, 
I think we thrive on change. A that's our bit. growth. But that's what's cool is like you guys have created over time, like growth mindsets. Like yeah, some people so don't cool. have growth mindsets. Yeah, exactly. And so yes. some people are super content being in like the same spot. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know if they're truly content or if they just don't know. They just don't know any better because if you live, if you live in ignorance, then like ignorance really truly is bliss because you don't, you don't know any better. Yeah. So right. for them, they really can't enjoy it because they don't know anything different, you know? Yeah. And it's so hard not to think about like what other people would think. Cause I think for like the last two years of my job, like I kind of figured I knew I was unhappy and I figured I would probably leave at some point. But I kept telling myself, like, my job's, like, so much better. Like, people, like, look at my job and they're like, that's, like, my dream job. Like, mm -hmm. people would look at it and be like, why would you give that up? And it's like, yeah. from the outside, it looks like it's, like, awesome. And it's, like, what a lot of people would strive to have and, like, be completely content with. But I knew myself, like, I wasn't content with that type of life. I wasn't content with just trying to make as much money as I possibly could. And well, that's like different personalities are better suited for different things too. Where like yeah. you're good at, like you're good at what you're good at, but other people are really good at, like I can't sit in a desk and like answer phones and like be in a spot all day or I'll die. Yeah. And it's like, I know that about myself. And for you, if you have a career where it's like, you're constantly having to worry about like, the market and this and that and like your brain just works like that like what are your options like go yeah. trade in your brain for another brain or <laughs> get on drugs or like drink or do coping mechanisms to basically deal with the situation that you're not happy with or change yeah, it and that's basically mm -hmm. what you go through like that's what I went through I would I did everything I could to put myself like in the right mindset and that's why I started doing like the self-growth and like listening to podcasts and things like that originally it was like I got to get myself in a better mindset for my job so that I can actually enjoy where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. But it ended up getting me to the point where it's like, my job is like, what's really affecting my mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'd be in a great mood and like do everything I could in the morning. And then as soon as I got to my job and like something would happen, I'd just be like, yeah, it's going to be like this as, as long as I keep doing things the same way. It's like, they always say, doing things the same way and expecting different results is basically insanity. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I knew I had to make some kind of changes. So I started making small changes in myself and then realizing like that wasn't the issue. Like the more things that you change, the more you start to zone in on what's actually dragging you down. Yeah. Once you figure that out, then you can start making the appropriate steps to, to get out of that. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was with Chase for 10 years. I started as a banker. I became an advisor, um, worked my way up the corporate ladder exactly the way that you'd want to do and the way that our parents would have done it and the way that they tell you to do it in corporate America. And but you but you also took risks like, because you had a pretty good setup in San Antonio. Did You were working as a dental hygienist, right, Allie, in San Antonio? Yeah. So the last year that we were there, I was. Yeah. So you had like, you both had good income. Yeah. So and yeah. Then, so like back, back back up to that. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want me to talk about? So yeah, when when I started for Chase, then she went through all of hygiene school, um, so that she could become a hygienist. And then once she got out of hygiene school, 
she got a job right away mm-hmm. and was making at that time what we thought was like crazy amount of money. Oh, like, way more than we'd ever made. Which yeah. Amazing. So yeah, we were used to like, we started with nothing, like two jobs making like minimum wage basically. And then mm-hmm. we both had jobs where we were making pretty good money. Like if you think about it now, it was like not very good money. But yeah. like at that point, like we had two incomes. We were already paying my bills fine, our, our bills fine on just my income. So then you had this second income and you're like, wow, like we can do so much stuff now. And like, we can put so much money away and we can actually like drive cars that we want to drive and things like that. So it seemed like it was like the perfect setup. Like she was in a career that she could do forever. And when you think of like dental hygienist, like that's a pretty good career. Yeah. So how, like, let's talk about your story real quick, Allie. Mine. Cause, okay, well, cause like originally your dream and like what mm-hmm. you wanted was to become a dental hygienist. That was like what you wanted to study. That's what you wanted to do. And yeah. now you don't do it anymore. I know it's been a crazy ride. So, I mean, to be honest, like I always wanted to just be a stay at home mom. That's what I always wanted. But I also felt the the need to bring in an extra income. Like I, I'm, I'm the type of personality that doesn't want to just sit back and like depend on him 100%. Like I, I want to feel like I'm bringing value to our family and bringing in an income. So that's why I went to dental hygiene school to do that. I knew it was a a good job to do as a mom, you know, I can work part-time, but still bring in a good income. Um, however, like I have a really bad back and neck from, um, I was a cheerleader. So my back like always hurt. So I knew it was a career that I probably couldn't do forever. Um, and so anyways, fast forward, we now have three kids And the thought of having to take kids to daycare so that I could go to work, pay for two to three kids at daycare. Yeah. Cause you had, cause when you were doing dental hygiene and did you have all three kids when you were just doing dental hygiene and not Monate or did you not have Quinn? Yeah, we had Quinn. We had Quinn. So we started Monate pretty soon after Quinn was born though. So Quinn was born in November and she started Monate in February like that. I think you guys started, didn't you start without Quinn? Because Jamie started, I'm pretty sure, before Austin was born. No, No, it was was February after they were born. So it was pretty quickly after. Oh, really? So I had, we had our third baby and I was planning on going back to work as a dental hygienist when she was two months old. So this is where your mind frame, this is where you were like, this is, I have three kids yeah. and like, am I going to be doing this like daycare mom pickup thing for like, yeah. go to, cause what your schedule is like, go to work and go pick them up at daycare. And you, and that really is like the definition of the rat race. Like you guys are yeah. both going to your nine to fives, picking your kids up. Like your life is literally controlled by your careers. Yeah. yeah, it was just chaotic every single day, all day long is what it felt like. So much anxiety from it. And what really got me thinking is, well, Quinn, our youngest that was just born, was super colicky. So she would cry 24-7. So I knew I couldn't go back to work at those t- at, after two months. Yeah. Because I couldn't leave her. Good old Quinn, the- little drama queen. 
he was awful. Um, so that's what made me start pushing myself. Like, okay, I don't want to leave my third baby. I think it gets hard. The more kids you have, the harder it is to keep leaving them. Yeah. So I started just researching, okay, like what could I do from home that would give me the flexibility to be with my kids, but also bring in an income. Um, so I just started researching new, yeah, like multi-level marketing companies. Um, and you started and I, with, which one did you start with? I did unique for a while, which was, that's right. Unique. It was a flop for it, me. It got, her out, it got her out of her comfort zone, <laughs> but it was a stepping stone. That's the thing. Everything's like yeah. got its purpose. Yeah. I learned a lot from it. I was not good at it. And you know, I'm not a makeup fanatic, so it wasn't, wasn't right for me, but, um, I know, I knew that network marketing could get you in a freedom spot. Yeah. So I started searching and I knew that the, um, the newer the company, the better. So I was just looking for a newer company, um, ran across Monate and it's a hair care company. I knew absolutely nobody that sold it. Um, and I cared a lot more about my hair than makeup. So I, sat on it for a couple months though because I was like I don't know like that doubt creeps in like I I probably just I'm just not good at that stuff like I probably shouldn't do it but it's like what else are you gonna do like if you want the freedom to stay home there's really like unless you're gonna start up your own company which I had yeah I had that um headband Etsy oh, yeah. that I did for a little bit <laughs> forgot That's about right. that so yeah, you so, were you were trying different things I was trying so many different things to have that freedom and I don't know one day I just decided you know what I'm just going to give it a try this Monate business because I won't know until I try and I really wanted to try the products because at the time my hair was struggling um it was fried and damaged and just terrible so yeah, like yeah. the worst that could happen is my hair gets better <laughs> Or, you know, yeah. but the best thing that could happen is I have freedom to stay home. So we decided to go for it. And within my very first month sell- selling this product, um, I replaced my dental hygiene income. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, not expecting that, right? How like, did you do that? Like, because you, did you even have like a lot of followers on no. social media at that point, right? It was just all not like... Really. Like, I just yeah. curious, how did you like hit the home run that you hit? Yeah. I don't, I try it's to think, because you kind of do have to hit the ground running with those things. Like you kind of mm-hmm. have to start with momentum and it seems like the people that do, mm-hmm. do good. And the people that start out with like nothing mm-hmm. kind of fall apart. Yeah. So, so how did you like, how did you become successful fast? Yeah. I mean, I basically had a really strong reason as to why I needed this to work. Like I wanted it to work so badly. So I was willing to put everything into it and try really hard. And, um, I had a lot of insecurities, so that was hard to like push past my fears of not, you know, the self self doubt. I was genuinely sharing every single day, what the products were doing for me and what the income was doing for our family. And, um, you know, most people have an issue with their hair, their hair that they would like to have help with. And so, so many people became interested in this product because it was helping me and my family. And it just kind of took off. Super you just fast. got, 
you got some solid people because I know Jamie, my ex, yeah, she did really good for you. Yeah. And then you had, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you just, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of good people like really fast and they all got a lot of people and then just kind of blew up. You don't even have to have a huge network yourself, but if you can get people under you with big networks Mm -hmm. that are wanting to work it, then you can do really well with it. Yeah. So it was really exciting and obviously kept running with it. And each paycheck I got, got bigger. And I think it was like the third paycheck I got. I remember just crying because I'm like, yeah. how is this happening for me? Um, I didn't. I remember thinking that too. Like what yeah. in the world's happening? What is happening? I remember I was at the gas station pumping my gas and I opened up the email that had my paycheck on it. And it was, it was unreal. It kept, it was doubling. My paycheck was doubling. Every yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. So by month, three, I believe three or four, I was able to, I just went down to one day a week at work for dental hygiene. And really the only reason I did that is because I wanted to keep up my skill. Yeah. Really didn't need my dental hygiene income anymore, but I didn't want to like, but also like, the Monet. Craft, like LeBron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Monet also is like this gamble. Like what mm-hmm. if this is just a fluke and I'm making all this money and then yeah. it just dies in like a month. And yeah. then you don't want to burn your dental hygiene bridge. Right. This was so new that I was like, I don't know, like it's, this is amazing. Right. But we'll see what happens. So I kept my dental hygiene job. Um, two months later, I earned the Cadillac with the company. So they were going to pay for me to drive a white Cadillac. Um, so I did that. Um, and then I, on my one year anniversary, this was the craziest part of this whole journey. Um, my one paycheck that month was my entire year salary as a dental hygienist. That's pretty cool. So it was like, that's when it, that's when it's like, just this light bulb's like, what the hell are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. We're like, this opportunity is literally gold. Like this can give you the financial freedom, the time freedom with your family. It can give you everything and more. Then you so, look, Ryan, Ryan's looking at you like, holy crap, I got to go to this stupid job, <laughs> yeah. work then my butt realize- off, and you're making more than me selling hair products, posting videos like, hey, everybody. <laughs> plus, yeah. plus, we're going on all the trips and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, too. I know. So it's so insane. It was like this crazy dream life. So it's like everything good in our life was from Monet, and then everything bad in our life was from like <laughs> all the other corporate jobs and all the things that we thought were going to put us in the right spot because Monet it's like Monet's the thing that offered freedom yeah 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 so I I don't know it really changed our views on what life is about like life isn't about um with dental hygiene I had no potential for more income it was what it was it wasn't going to increase every year that's what you made and that's that's it so I mean, if I hadn't joined Monate, we would have just accepted that and done it every day for years. Yep. Um, but once we joined Monate and saw what life can actually be like, I mean, now we're in the spot where we are, where he's quit his job and we're focusing on Monate full time <laughs> because we yeah. know the freedom it can create. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because I think people look at 
like people are scared of change. People are scared to embrace like new, like things being new. And I know sometimes like I'm, I'm the same, like everybody, it seems like it's just normal, but the fact that you can make videos and like be funny and creative and people sometimes, I think it's just honestly jealousy. Like if people look at your situation and they say anything other than like, that's amazing. It seems yes. like there has to be a little bit of jealousy because mm-hmm. like you've built a business based on like really like social media and yeah. like, I really, I don't really love social media, but you see it as a platform to yeah. create freedom for yourself. And like the people that get mm-hmm. to do that, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And right. the people that don't get to do it, we're just freaking bitter bitches. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what you were talking about on that one podcast you did with McCoy. Was yeah, McCoy? exactly. Yes, we're at the very end of the podcast. That's what <laughs> you guys did. Yeah, we're actually like jealous and wish that we were <laughs> could post a picture and get like a million views and sell <laughs> sell products for billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah other thing like this world is changing super fast, right? Yeah, you have to embrace yeah. it. Yeah, and well, it's it's going away from certain things. Like it's going towards a more online business type world. So people are buying more things online. So this type of opportunity in business is perfect because people would rather buy their stuff online. Um, My job as a dental hygienist shut down for months when COVID hit and people were out of jobs. Like we couldn't work in people's mouths because COVID was being spread through that yeah so these jobs you think are the safe alternative to mm -hmm. network marketing that's not safe they're kicking you out of your jobs yeah i'm like everyone's going to need a dentist and a dental hygienist right to keep their teeth clean and fix their teeth but i never thought we would not be allowed to have our office opened i know it's seriously it just changes your perspective on life yeah but well, you can't like, and that's the thing, like you almost, that's why I started this podcast. Cause I was thinking like, you almost have to build a brand around yourself. Like yeah. the only thing that you can build that is going to be like truly yours is you. And like, mm-hmm. if you work for a different, like even like Monate, like they could change commission structures and this and that. And like Chase can change theirs and everybody can like change their stuff. But if you create a brand around like you, and like your own business and people trust you. Like, I think that's what our culture is becoming like build a trusted brand. And then that brand promotes other trusted brands type thing. Yeah. 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 If you're a trustworthy person and share, um, you know, things you love because you actually love them and you're not being fake about it, then you're building a really good rapport, which helps you in every avenue of your life. Well, that's the thing too, because I talk to people like not everybody loves Monet. Not everybody loves like everybody's got different preferences for everything. And so I feel like if somebody tries a product and they're like, well, this, this didn't work for me. And like, you're lying type thing. It's like, just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean it doesn't work for like this person. Right. So that's where I say like, there's a bunch of haters because a lot of times you'll have people be like, well, she's selling a product that doesn't even work. And it's like, well, it doesn't work for you. And they'll also, they'll also only try one product also. They won't try. I mean, Monet has like 30 different shampoos 
that you can try now and people yeah, will yeah. give like one shampoo a try and then it doesn't work for them or they don't use it long enough for it to actually have any impact so it's yeah. like I mean, yeah, you're going to get that with anything, like any yeah, kind there's of there's no product. Company. There's no product that works perfectly for everybody. But um, I mean, I've used it solely for four and a half years. And if you look at my before and after picture, you can see that it worked for me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, proof, like the proof, I think, is just like how they say proof is in the pudding. Like yeah. You still get residual checks. Yeah. The only reason you're getting checks is because people are still buying the product. Buying yeah. Yeah. So if they all hated it and it didn't work, they'd all cancel their subscriptions is that what it's called subscriptions yeah, yeah. <laughs> their orders their orders yeah right yeah yeah so yeah i mean when monate took off and she was doing well that's where my job started to feel like well maybe my job's not as great as i thought it was and maybe it's not something where i want to spend my next 30 years that's kind of what i thought like if i can become a financial advisor then that's a career that i can have and build it until I retire. Mm -hmm. So then I, I remember talking with Allie a couple of times when Monate was doing really, really well. And I was just like, it's kind of like a bad thing for me because it makes me see like how much better of a life that there could be outside of what I thought was a great life. Yeah. And so like, I couldn't get that out of my head, like all the time when I'm waking up and showering and getting ready and putting my suit on every single day to go to work. I'm just like, there could there could be so much more to life than just doing this and we were going on trips and we were meeting new people and we were doing things that we'd never done before yeah. and it was just fun it wasn't it didn't feel like work yeah and she was making you know really good money doing it so that's when we started putting like our wheels in motion to find out you know how can we get out of the way that we're doing things and transition into a way that we want to do things and it started, like like you said, everything that you do, every step leads to uh, something else. So, I mean, it started with keeping our, our first house that we bought together. Yeah. Um, we could have done what everybody else does, and we could have sold our house in Texas, and we could have used that equity to make our yeah. payments lower on our Colorado house, or we could have used it to fix up more stuff on our Colorado house. And we could have had that instant gratification that most people do. But I think that's a big part of when I started mm -hmm. for Chase, I started learning a lot more about finances and I started learning about like mortgages and interest rates and rentals and things like that that led us to the decision like well we'd rather just turn this house into a rental than sell it because the long-term opportunity for that and creating income like an income stream yeah that is <laughs> nice that's nice that you recognize that opportunity like well, yeah at the age you were yeah that is I just felt like it was because I was in the job that I was in, I was able to make a lot of smarter decisions that most people don't learn about those things because they're not around it all the time. Like yeah. I would talk to people that had rentals and I would hear some good things and I'd hear some bad things and just kind of like weighing the options. Like mm -hmm. we bought our first house for really cheap. So if we were to turn around and sell it, it's like we wouldn't have made like that much money off of it. I mean, we would have made good money for where we were at in our lives at that point. Yeah. But it's like, what if we could hold on to this? Like the rent that we get is like double the mortgage payment that we have. So we're making money off of it and the equity is going to build. In yeah. it. And eventually we paid off and then the whole thing's just extra income. Yeah. And then, then you keep hearing things when you're in my industry as well, where we don't know if social security is going to be around when we retire. It's like, we're basically going to have to fund our own retirement. 
And that's the way that I'm thinking about it. Like hopefully social security or something else will be around. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if I don't start building up other like passive income streams, then I'm just gonna have to work my entire life. I'm just banking on being dead before I retire. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's another way to do it. <laughs> so yeah, we were able to, to keep that as a rental. And then it's like, we talked to some of our friends that ended up moving to Colorado that we knew in Texas and they lived in our same neighborhood in Texas and they had to sell their house because he was in school. He was, uh, that's what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. So people are in different situations. So he was in medical school and they didn't have the money to hold on to their house, but we got back together with them. We told them like, we still have our house. Like they know kind of what the houses are worth now. And they're just like, we wish we would have just figured out a way to keep that house. Uh, Cause that was like such a good thing that you guys did. And it's like, we could have, I mean, it would have been more comfortable to sell it. And <laughs> would have been more comfortable to sell it and have that money. But we decided to kind of focus on the long-term. They quit. Yeah. That's our youngest that made us change our lives. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on she's okay so i guess i can keep going yeah just keep going so yeah we kept that and then um that's where it led to like our colorado house like and we were talking to you like we were trying to figure out how we would make our income meet like our expenses with giving up as much income as i was making with my job and then turning that colorado house into a rental was what we were thinking but then we were like property managers involved in stuff and that's just kind of like a hassle to deal with and then when you brought up the idea of renting our house then it was like kind of a no-brainer yeah gave, gave us the ability to buy the house out here and then <laughs> and then like eliminate the risk that we had in terms of maybe not having as much income as we'd hoped for yeah and then also we have the ability to keep the house in colorado so if we moved out here and we absolutely hated it then it's like well let's go back to colorado and you have a house in texas too yeah so you have options so so yeah i mean we started putting plans in place because we knew that we would want to do something else eventually yeah and so i think that's what a lot of people don't see is like the stuff that you do that leads up to it because then when we got to the point where I was ready to leave my job and we actually started telling people, people see it as like, well, that's like impulsive. Like, what are you guys thinking? And yeah. it's like, it comes across as impulsive, but really like we've made steps since 10 years ago when we decided to keep our Texas house to put us in the spot 10 years later where we can actually. Well, yeah. Cause we, we kind of talked about this. It's almost like a trial run for you guys. Like how retirement would be. Cause like, let's just say Monate went away, you guys got social security and you had rental. Like if you get to the point where you're 60 and you keep all these houses, you're going to have, like that's a lot of money coming in just from like three rental properties. Yeah. Plus like, so if you live like that right now with three kids and you can figure out how to do it, then it's almost like a bump in pay once you're retired. So I think that's like the thing we were talking about at the beginning, like people get themselves in a situation where they're just, strapped like they just there's no plan in place like i am that person (laughs) that's me and so but talking to people like you that have 
made those steps because like obviously i wish i could go back and keep my townhouse in utah and probably keep the colorado house here yeah i sold june of last year so i looked at zillow and i lost a hundred and like fifty thousand dollars because of that (laughs) isn't that sweet (laughs) one year one year yeah you don't know that stuff you can't you know that's what i'm saying you can't live like it is what it is it's just like well, everybody's in different circumstances too. Like we were fortunate to be able to do what we did, but a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that basement just flooded again. So no, really, because yeah, we've been having like monsoon rain no. and I talked to the old neighbor and he said that they unplugged the sump pump. So I think that's not good. So yeah, there's like things where it's like, yeah, it would be nice, but you make decisions because you make decisions, but it's nice for you guys that you're in a position where you can almost live this, like this life is pretty cool. Yeah. It's been so nice. Like every day is the same day. It's not like, Oh, it's this, it's a weekday. It's a weekend. Like we just wake up and live our lives every day. However we want to live our lives. And it's been kind of surreal <laughs> to be yeah. honest. When you can wake up, and every day, so I remember like one of the things that stood out the most when I was listening to the mindset mentor when I was still working my job, uh, he said, like everybody has a different idea of what they want, like what, like if you had a million dollars, like what would that do for you? Yeah. And it's like a lot of people will say, well, then I'd be able to buy this or buy that. And it's like really it gives you financial freedom and it gives you, you're able to do what you want, when you want with who you want. Yep. And it's like, that's exactly what I wanted. That's like, if I had a million dollars, that's why I would want a million dollars because I'd be able to do what I want, when I want with who I want. Yeah. What opportunity gives you that better than like this network marketing business, because you get to work with who you want, (laughs) you get to work whenever you want and you get to do it from wherever you want exactly and so it's like people that don't take advantage of these opportunities i think a lot of people convince themselves that they're happier and like they're more successful doing like their corporate job that they worked forever to do and they won't even give it a chance because that's like what the world tells you is like the way to do it and you have like all the accolades and everything like that um but well it's, I think it's, it's fear though. I think people, like we were talking about earlier, people don't want to see people do what you do because then they're not doing it. And then they have to have an excuse as to like why they can't do it type yeah. thing. But I don't think they, like when you make a decision to do what you did, it doesn't come with just like, we have rentals and this and that, like, it's still this like, Hey, I'm about to lose a hundred and whatever thousand dollars of income. And like the fear that you got, like making the decision you made didn't come just easy. Right. Like you had to make big adjustments and you have to like downsize and you have to not spend as much money and you have to like sacrifice in order to like, there's always a sacrifice. If you want this, you got to sacrifice this type thing. But then also, because my, like my favorite quotes, I, I was just typing this in, but like Christopher Columbus, he says like, you can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore yeah so like you think about him like get in a boat and just be like i'm gonna sail and just see what the freaks out there like imagine how terrifying that is 
Yeah. Then he discovers like a whole new continent. And then because of like his one crazy journey where everybody's probably like, you're a psycho, Mm -hmm. like then opportunities come. Yeah. So I think fear, fear just is like really good at keeping people where it keeps people. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is like nothing changes in your life unless you're willing to change. Yeah. So you have to push past that fear and change, change your life in order for it to get better. So this type of business, such a small investment, it's like, you can make it your own business, but you don't have to start your own business. Like they have everything in place where you can just pick it up and use what they have in place to make your own business. So it's like, it's great for people that want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't have the drive and the time to create an entire new business of their own. So it's pretty much like the best setup for us at this point, like obviously could lead to other opportunities and stuff in the future as well, but it's such like a minimum investment for what it could become as well. So it's like the people that are on the fence about trying it or anything like that. I mean, if Ali, it could have been as easy as Ali just saying, no, like, I don't want to do that. Our lives would be completely different today than they are right now. It's one of those things like if you were to go, if you went to Vegas and they said, if you put $1 on black, we'll pay you like $200,000. You'd be like, doy, like, okay. And then if you don't hit, it's like, whatever. So I think it's, I think it's an ego thing though. I think it's an ego thing and a pride thing and people like, it's really hard. Like we talk about change. If you have to step into like a new sense of yourself, like, Cause it was really difficult for you to start doing those live videos and oh, yeah, like do- I had no self-confidence when I started with this business, like, yeah, so low. So I've had to grow tough skin. I've had to, um, grow as a person that's confident in myself to make this happen. And I, I was, I was struggling in the beginning, but it yeah. was a daily task of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone that made me become better. Yeah, it's just so weird too because it's like the fear of what other people are gonna think and like what other people think yeah. too is like who gives a crap? Like, remember I, last year? It's, it's so hard. Mohawk. I know. <laughs> What'd you say? Last year I had a mohawk on my hair. I yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just totally gave up on everything. <laughs> sleeveless flannels. Sleeveless flannels. I still wear that one. That's, that's still a that's a fan favorite. That's still the thing. That's country boy right there. Yeah, country boy. <laughs> but no, I think it's just cool. Like you guys have kind of stepped away from like the normal way. And yeah. it's I don't know. I like I just want to share your story because I feel like it will probably inspire somebody to make a change where they're just hating their life. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll look at you guys and be like, okay, maybe I'll take a chance and try something. Yeah. Well, I feel like like you said, like your friend that's with farmers, like he's making a change. Like, I feel like just talking about that kind of stuff, like lights the fire under people and really makes them realize like they already know that they're unhappy with what they're doing, but they might not see that there's any other option or that there's other people doing it. So like, I know like a lot of people that like either I used to work with or people that I knew that I've talked about what we're doing. It's like, it makes them think like, well, I got to go and like at least explore other options and see yeah. if there's something else out there that makes me happy. And whether it's like Monet or whether it's network marketing at all, or whether it's just like a different career 
that you'd enjoy, but maybe you make a little bit less money. It's like being happy is like way more important than money ever will be. Yeah. Well, then I think, I think two people look at your story and like, this is the excuses people could make. They could be like, well, you have rentals and like, you got to, you got help from your parents and this and that. And like, they'll sit there and talk to themselves and convince themselves why their situation's different. But then look at me, my situation's way different than yours. So like I had, sometimes you got to take a step back. Like sometimes you make the wrong decisions or sometimes things don't work out, but it's like the mindset of not giving up and you put yourself back out there. And so so if I look at the whole process, like I got a townhouse, I sold the townhouse. I wish I would have kept it. Like um, you can start, you can start a new path. Like I had to go back to an apartment. Now I'm back like in a house and then it's getting a property. And then next time keep the property. And next time, like make, do a podcast, eventually try to monetize a podcast, like try Monet, try like, just try. And like, what's the worst case scenario? Like I do a podcast and I make no money. I have fun doing it. And then look for opportunities and like meet people and look for opportunities to like better my situation along the way. Yeah, totally. So yeah, everybody has a different way of getting there. And like, I look to people like our older brother, Justin, like, I think that's like the coolest thing ever. Like what he did, yeah, and like how he built this business. Like he failed multiple times. Like yeah. people see where he's at now, and like they don't know like everything that he went through to get there, like we do. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was a really tough road for him to get there with different businesses that he started, and then just like staying in the, that door to door industry for so long. It's like that's draining. Yeah. Uh, I should bring Justin on and do a podcast too. Yeah, you need to bring him yeah. on. That'd but it's awesome. like. I mean, there's people that I look to and I'm like, wow, like, I don't know if I could ever do something like that. It's like, I'm in a pretty good spot, but like everybody's meant for something different. Yep. And it's like, you can be successful in a, many different ways. It's just a matter of what success looks like for you. And when yep. I see someone like Justin, like doing something that he loves doing and like making a ton of money, the reason that he makes as much money and does as well is because he's like passionate about it. Exactly. So I was like, I'll never be that in the career that I'm in because I'm not passionate about it enough to get it to the point where other people might be able to do it. Yep. So it's like, if I could take all my talents and all my energy and put it into something that I'm excited about and passionate about, then there's nothing that would stop me from being successful. It's just a matter of finding that. And if you keep doing things the way that you're doing it, you're not giving yourself the freedom and time to actually figure out what you're passionate about and, and building something that is going to actually make a difference in your life and then probably make a difference in a bunch of other people's lives as well. Yeah. Well, it's and like that mindset mentor. That's a good podcast people can listen to, but I know I listened to that episode. You posted just recently where he was talking about how he had, he basically had your setup. Yeah. And then he had like a really good corporate job and he could work his way up and he had all this potential and he basically gave it up to do podcasting because he like loved it. And it was something he's like passionate about. And that's when you see like the happiest, most successful people is if they're in something that they love. Yeah. Like if you, yeah. And so I think that's what people don't realize. And people, I really just think it's people trying to make excuses. Like, well, I can't because of this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, what's mm-hmm. Monet? How much, how much is it to start Monet? Like 400 bucks or what is it? There's one ninety nine. There's a range. Like you can go <laughs> as low as one, like 200 bucks to start it up. Yeah. To like, yeah or so that sounds like 200 bucks and then you do like hey i joined monet and i do you want some products yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and then just, so you're, you're, 
Yeah, yeah, but you're also buying products with that money. So it's not like you're just putting At money in for nothing. Yeah, so it's, it's really it's, nothing. Yeah. And so when you're using the products, it's like you get the products, you get them at a bigger discount, and you yeah. just started your own business. And they have, because I know they have, uh, like, what do they all, they have beards. I know I got to get some beard stuff from you. Because don't they have some pretty good beard, like, beard oil. oils yeah, beard, and stuff? Beard oil. And yeah. then they have some, they have, like, a lot of facial stuff. We like, might have discontinued the men's line for now, though. We might be coming out with new stuff next Okay. Month. We don't know yet. But, um, yeah, they have skincare, hair care, and wellness products. So, yeah. So, what's the what's the top recommended products that you would recommend? Well, our shampoo is like that's where we started. Yeah. And that's probably what we're most well known for, and it's what most people still come back for and want is the hair care because it's just it's proven to work. Yeah. So, um, but I mean the skincare and the wellness, the it tastes the best yeah. of any wellness I've ever. What's had. the wellness? it's so they came out with like wellness products like they have like a little energy like fizz sticks oh they do you, i don't even know that yeah they yeah. have collagen powder um and greens and immunity pills and just all kinds of stuff do you know what i was gonna ask you because sometimes you have so many stories that I can't watch all your stories because there's like a bazillion of them i know <laughs> so it's almost like I've, i'm trying to figure out because for you to get your information out in a way where like everybody sees it mm -hmm. i don't know i wonder if sometimes it's just like overlook i don't know yeah i wonder why i haven't heard about that so i just i just did a tiktok and posted it to my instagram like my reels or whatever about the energy sticks like that. oh you did i don't know if you saw that one dude it's so like i guess we're just so overloaded with stuff huh yeah it's hard so to see everything yeah, and you want to get it across in a way too, where you're not just like talking about that all the time too. Yeah. So that's hard to find the balance as well, because yeah, you want to let people know like what you're doing with your life and not just like telling all about the products and everything yeah. like that. But yeah, Monet comes out with new products like every single year. They launch like a new line basically. So yeah. they yeah they have pet care products, they have shampoos, they have um, skincare, and then they have the wellness line. So mm -hmm. so how to how do people get in touch with you guys? So the best way is like social media. Yeah, probably social media. My Instagram is where I work my business the most. So that little blondie. At that little blondie with two E's. That little blondie. <laughs> we're, we're both on Facebook. Um, just our Ryan Griffith and Allie Griffith. Mm -hmm. And then I have a uh, Instagram that's just Ryan Griffith 23, uh, where I'm posting more on my stories and more on my um, posts about what we're doing um with Monate and then just our lives out here in Tennessee so it's fun to follow mm -hmm. along and see what we're doing and then I also do TikToks uh so at rise I, guys rise guys r-y-z-g-u-y-z um, so you follow us on there we do some stuff on there as well and then we also have a website uh, that we set up for our team sure sweatshirt yeah so our little brother Eric helped us design this logo um so this is our team within monate jen uh, your your old neighbor jen printed it for you yeah yeah so that's the thing like i said like you can help so many people out like when you start a business like think of all the people justin's helping with his business like that hat that's eric too yep. yeah this is king of corona so it's yeah it's just cool to see like that effect because yeah we have our neighbor helping us design the clothing jen mm -hmm. Pogum. i don't know if she has like a page or something yeah. 
Um, but then, yeah, so our website is teamelevatemonate.com. Cool. And then it has like our whole information about our team, like what Ali's done with the business. It has bios for all the people that have been successful in mm-hmm. the business. Um, so it's a cool place to go if you want to just like get a broad overview of, of what so we're doing. Just te- text me all your like stuff and then I can just put it in the bio of the podcast. And then okay. it's good. You could share it. Like this would be good to share too. Cause I bet people have been wanting to hear like a long form version of yeah, what you Yeah. So Okay. But yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about? You got to go. Probably go hang out with mom. She's probably no, yeah. It's getting late. Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it. But yeah, if people listen to this and have questions or anything like that, then always feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. Um, it's everybody's route to get to where they are is a lot different. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're pretty happy with where we're at right now, but we're excited about what else we can do going forward. So yeah, let's see. Well, cool. Well, good luck. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to post it. I'm going to probably try to get it posted like right now. I'll try to do this. Uh, where do you think is the best place to put like the video, like Facebook or could you put a video this long on like Instagram or I have a YouTube IGTV probably you can, I think. Okay. I'll see. We'll figure it out. Probably. It says recording, so hopefully this whole thing recorded and I can just upload it somewhere. So it might just take a long time to upload. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll just start uploading it and then go to work. All right. All right. Sounds so. good. All right, guys. All right. Have a good one. Tell mom hi. All right. <laughs> okay. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.